Lindsay has asked me to prepare a Christmas message, so that's what I, I've done. And I was looking at various ways that people celebrate Christmas, and I looked at uh, uh, some websites which told me about Nigerian Christmases and how they dress up very brightly. I know some of you are under your clothes have got bright clothes on, and some of the ladies we saw as they left, very brightly coloured. Uh, some dress up as Santa. None of you have done that today. I'm disappointed. Maybe next week. Uh, I know they've heard about Christmas rice and fireworks. So I thought I'd think of something that we do in our household every year uh, at some time at this time of the year. Uh, a few years back, there was a film released called The Man Who Invented Christmas. Some of you may have seen it. It's fairly recent. Uh, so I thought about this man who is supposed to have invented, invented Christmas. It's actually one of my favourite authors. Um, born in Portsmouth in just before the reign of Queen Victoria started and went by the name for a while of Boz. You may have guessed. It's a man called Charles Dickens. He was uh, started out as a journalist and eventually ended up writing at least 13 major novels, lots of short stories, items of journalism. Uh, he visited America and wrote an American journal, um, which upset the Americans because there's some things in it. He visited Italy and wrote uh, about his experiences there. But he's one, the one who is supposed to have invented Christmas. Some of may think that, well, that, that's not right. It was surely Prince Albert who uh, bought us the Christmas tree to the UK. The first mention of the word Christmas comes in AD 1038, uh, around about that time where it's mentioned in a document and mentioned again shortly after. During Charles Dickens' childhood and before, Christmas was celebrated lavishly by the rich. They would put on parties and balls uh, where there would be fantastic food. Uh, but Dickens, in his household, which was uh, not quite middle class, they would have got very simple presents at Christmas. They were exchanging presents but the rich feasted. And there's actually a, a Christmas carol long before Charles Dickens invented Christmas which says, Be merry all, be merry all, with holly dress the festive hall. Prepare the song, the feast, the ball to welcome Merry Christmas. And there's another line in it and there's a few lines like this. When you, when you the costly banquet deal to guests who never famine feel, oh, spare one morsel from your meal to feed the poor at Christmas. The readings I have, uh, I'm going to read primarily, it's going to be on Ephesians chapter 3. The readings I, I have may seem nothing about Christmas to you. We're familiar with scriptures that, uh, like we had on the board earlier, 
what we would call Christmas texts from the Bible. But I want to read from John's Gospel, the book of our sins and Ephesians. In John's Gospel, in chapter 14, Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. And then in Colossians, Paul writes, The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then Ephesians chapter 3 Paul writes again, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. Charles Dickens, as I said, wrote many novels, but he also wrote a few Christmas stories, some you may be familiar with. There's one called A Christmas Carol. Then there's The Chimes, The Cricket on the Hearth, the Battle of Life, The Haunted Man. These are recognized as Christmas stories, and there were others, shorter stories too. But the tradition we have in our family is every Christmas time, uh, me, Lynn, and Jonathan, Robert opts out. He's too uh, addicted to playing games on his computer. Uh, we sit down and we watch some edition of The Christmas Carol, on a film. Uh, it could either be the one with Patrick Stewart or some older ones. Uh, we watch A Christmas Carol. It may be a favorite book of many, a favorite story. Perhaps we're familiar with The Christmas Carol, which starts off with Scrooge. Uh, Dickens, some of Dickens' names are uh, fantastic inventions that uh, give description to the character of a person. Uh, it, they're like their names. And Scrooge, he needed to be changed. And so, because he was mean, because he was tight-fisted, because he refused to give for the poor, three spirits visited him. Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future. Now, some of you I know would possibly object to the thought of these spirits. I don't think Dickens meant us to take them uh, as something that really existed. Uh, this story is a parable, and that's how it should be viewed. But these Christmas spirits showed Scrooge certain things, and it changed him from how he was as a, a mean man, uncharitable 
to one who is totally changed. So I'll read just a part of, just a, a paragraph that comes from the story towards the end, and it says this. This is the word, this is what Scrooge said. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. I will honor Christmas in my heart. Although I like Dickens, he wasn't a friend towards evangelicals. He was what's called a Unitarian. He didn't believe that Jesus was God. And here he has a man who is converted to Christmas. He will honour Christmas in his heart. You know, it's not enough. It's not enough just to honour Christmas in our hearts with all that we see that surround us. And some of it's wonderful. What happened to Scrooge was wonderful, the change of heart he had, but it's not enough. And what Paul writes about in Ephesians and Colossians and what John writes about that comes from the mouth of Jesus is not Christmas in the heart, but Christ in you. And Paul writes, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, that's what is required Scrooge was just changed from being mean to being generous. And he was changed because of the threat of death. We need to be changed by the Spirit of God. We need to be just as that man Nicodemus was told by Jesus to be born again. Jesus said that unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. We need that change, a change where Christ comes in to our hearts. Enjoy Christmas and all that it has. I'm sure you will. All the traditions that you have that surround Christmas, all the things that we all celebrate and remember about Christmas, that it's the coming of the Christ, coming of the child, the Son of God, to this earth, the gift of God, the Father gave the Son. Yes, we remember that. But what is the purpose of that? Paul writes somewhere that it's for Christ to be formed in us. We need Christ in our hearts. How does that happen? How do we do that? Verse 17 of Ephesians chapter 3 tells us, it talks about Christ, he is the Messiah, it means he's the anointed one, he is God's chosen man to do this work of changing people from sinners into saints and into glorified saints when they go to be with him. And Paul writes that, Christ may dwell within you to house permanently 
we don't know about Scrooge. It said happily ever after. He, he lived happily ever after. Well, of course he didn't. It's, fi it's fiction anyway. But people are not changed enough unless they're converted to the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christ, through the Spirit of God, dwells in them. That Christ is ever dwelling in our hearts. So what are you celebrating this Christmas? We see so much in the world where Christmas is abused and it's used as an excuse for uh, parties that don't bring any glory to Christ or lives that don't bring any glory to Christ. We need, they need Christ in our hearts. Christmas in your heart is fine, but it's not enough. Invite Christ into your life. Confess your sins and repent. That's what Scrooge really needed to do. He needed to repent and be converted, not to Christmas, but to Christ. And that's my message. That's the message of the Apostle Paul. It's the message of the Lord Jesus himself, that he may dwell in you. And you confess your sins, repent, and invite him, him in, and he will not refuse to come into your life, to come into your heart. He's promised to do that when we invite him in our hearts. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for the service that's coming up shortly and we pray for your blessing upon it. We thank you for this time of year where we celebrate Christmas in various ways, celebrating the birth, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to this earth. Why? To go to a cross, to die on the cross and to be raised again to glorious life and ascend into heaven and be crowned and given a name that is above every other name, our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that he may enter into the hearts of men and women and boys and girls at this time of year, that we may not just celebrate Christmas, but have Christ in us and have that hope of glory with him. So we pray for your blessing as some depart and some stay on to the service. May the Lord Jesus Christ be glorified. We thank you for all the work that's been put in to this uh, service that's coming up, all the effort, all the preparation, and we pray for blessing upon it and ourselves in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.